Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the best of the summer run home. Weekdays for the Hyundai Santa Fe. Welcome to the best of the summer run home. It was Missile and Barney in the chair this afternoon. And we spoke about famous people we met, Barney. Yeah, we were brucing all the way. Uh, and the famous, not just famous, but the coolest people we've coolest, ever met. swaggiest. At least don't look up what it means. Actually, you uh, have been on my mind in this new year because you keep coming up in my Instagram feed. Um, what for? Mate, just you asking if I'm a man over 40 who wants, oh, to, yeah. who wants to transform his body. And uh, I am, but I, I'm pretty sure I don't want to have to do the things you're, you're advertising. Yeah, that's an ambassador I was doing for an online company. Um, doing great things in that space, men between 30 and 60 years of age. But I get so many people, I don't know how much they're spending on advertising. Yeah. I get stopped more for that, I reckon, than swimming nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's uh, seeing the ad. Have you seen, are you over 30 tourist? I am um, three months away, but I've seen the adverts uh, as well. Oh, all. yeah, I've seen all the adverts. I'm like, oh, well, there's missile again. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I don't actually design the workout plans or the meal plans. No. I'm just uh, I'm just the ambassador for it. I think sometimes some people message me and they ask me about a workout or something. Like, ah, uh, let me just let me just check back on that and I quickly <laughs> <laughs> delegate that one. Is this your first day back, Barney? This is my first day back for the new year, uh, mate. It is. It's basically since I was here last. I reckon I'll, I must be up four or five kgs. Okay, just really ripped in over Christmas. Mix of not working out and eating, or one or the other. Yep. Yeah, yeah, eating, drinking, uh, not working out. Um, I, because I, we went away for went away for Christmas, folks in uh, Newcastle, and then yep. went. What from part there. of Newcastle? They're in uh, they're in Lake Macquarie. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're down nice in part. Uh, the, yeah. Beautiful Is that considered part. the nice part? I don't know Newcastle that well. I'm from Port Macquarie, so we know Newcastle's like our big brother. Yeah, but then people from Newcastle say, you know, oh, this bit's good, this bit's rubbish. Lake Macquarie, Lake nice, Macquarie, beautiful. Nice, so they're on yeah. the they're on the eastern side, the nice side. So okay, they're they're nice at Elibana, yeah. So okay. which is a lovely little suburb on the side of the hill, yeah, overlooking the lake. Beautiful, which is, uh, lovely. So did a bit of time there. Then we went up to we drove. This is the mistake I made. We drove to Brisbane for uh, New Year's. Friends yep. of ours about to uh, pack up everything, move to the states for five to ten years. And so they had a big New Year's blowout in Beautiful. Brisbane. Got the whole accommodation at the joint we were staying at. Everyone was from the party. Um, God, I don't know what was going on. I must have ate something bad or, you know, I just got a, a bit of, I don't know, if, is there such a thing as Brisbane belly? Because New Year's <laughs> Day. 
because <laughs> uh, I'm not used to Brisbane. I'm not used to drinking the water up there. Something I wasn't feeling well. Did you start saying morning. A at the end of every sentence? Yeah, <laughs> mate, mate, I did. I went, we went full tourist. We even did the sto- I climbed the Story Bridge, did all that, nice. had a good time. But uh, but yeah, something made me crook New Year's morning. But we drove up there, stayed at, uh, we did the broke trip up, so went up the Pacific uh, mm. Highway on the way up and then back through the New England. Any notable um, towns? Mate, uh, stayed at Grafton on the, yep. had a had a nice dinner on the, was it the commercial, the one overlooking the, the river there? Yep. yep. Um, went back through, actually before, uh, just as the test, the day that the uh, test was about to start, uh, drove the kids through, uh, well, we started in, um, that we were in Tamworth that night, but the night before we drove through past Bendemeer and I, uh, I said, boys, that's where the great Josh Hazelwood's from. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's all have a moment. <laughs> they, they didn't give a rats. They couldn't have cared so is that, less. Is that out West near Tamworth way? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that way. In, in yeah. the granite belt there. Yeah. Um, beautiful. So yeah. The boy from Bendemeer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good trip, but too much time in the car. With kids. We, well, the kids, the kids, mate, they, they're of, they're minor teenagers now, so they just put their phones on, headphones on or whatever. But um, it was just too much time sitting in the mm. one position and then not feeling like exercising and then just, well, why wouldn't we have a nice steak for dinner with like <laughs> three schooners what, and then yeah. go back to the room and have another bottle of wine. It's that so, time of year, isn't it? Oh, mate. It's depressing how quickly you can lose it. Like how quickly you just go, well, you know what? And we, then how long it takes oh, I know. to get back there. And so I often tell my kids, like, just enjoy this while you've got a metabolism because <laughs> you don't believe how hard it is, just how much work I have to do just to stay this fat. It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Tourist, your first day back at work? Uh, kind of. Yes, I did a, a, a very minor shift yesterday, but I don't. It didn't, didn't count that. Wasn't wasn't anybody else in the office. Yep. Just me. But no, I'm back. I had a, a month away from, from the run home. I've not been on since... 29th of November. You were overseas. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went a month to the UK back seeing the folks and all the friends back there, which was a lot of fun. Um, Did you take very... your girlfriend with you? Yeah, we, yeah. She First came time over she's me. met your family? No, because we met oh. in Edinburgh. We met over in the UK oh. and then we came here. So oh. I'm, I'm the eloper. Oh, so and... you followed her to Australia? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so it's like, it's not Shh. you stealing one of, <laughs> it's not you stealing one of our ladies. She's stolen one of Scotland's She's stolen one of Scotland's, yeah. Mm, one yeah. of Scotland's finest. Yeah, mm. absolutely. One of the best. Um, yeah, no, it was a great trip. I brought my kilt back this time. So hey. didn't have a kilt in Australia for the past 18, 20 months. Now How did you get by? Thank you. Thank you for finally putting something on your bottom half. Too, <laughs> <which> is... <laughs> Are you, do you wear undies under your kilt? Uh, it depends on the event. depends on the occasion. So if you Wait. wear your kilt to like like the football or the rugby you quite often wear a kilt on the bottom half and you wear like a, a football top on the top half. Yeah. On that occasion, they'd probably wear underwear. But if it was a good friend's wedding or, or a, a fancy occasion, maybe not, no. Also, it depends on the weather. If it's, if it's December, probably, yeah. If it's the summer, maybe not, no. Okay. A good friend's wedding. That's the that's yeah, the test. How good a friend do you have to be before Mark just loses the undies? Have you noticed it's a bit of a thing I've noticed at weddings recently? I haven't been at one myself, but, you know, they're all over Instagram these days. People taking their shirts off at weddings. Have you seen that? Like on the dance floor? Or there's, at the there's end of thing, the night? Yeah, at the end of the night on the dance floor. There's a thing at the moment where if, the, uh, if Eagle Rock plays, um, if the DJ plays Eagle Rock, everyone takes their pants off. Have you seen Eagle that? Rock. Eagle, Eagle Rock. Eagle Rock. I've seen the Eagle Rock. But everyone takes their pants, pants off. off. There's I've not a, seen that. A mate of mine went to uni. I don't uni, know where it started. Went to uni in Canberra and it. He, he said that was a thing that their like so at their uni thing? became a a real thing in Canberra. They just Eagle Rock would come on, all the blokes just 
yeah. onto the dance floor, pants down for. So if the kilt, if the eagle rock comes on, yeah. and you've got the kilt, but no undergarments. Yeah. No, I won't. Obviously, I'm not going to expose myself. Well, depends. A good friend's how, wedding, maybe. Yeah, how good a friend's wedding is it? That's the question. Well, on weddings, a big announcement. No, not me. But I've oh. been asked to be, for the first time in my life, to be a best man. Oh, that's a no-undie occasion That's right a no-undie, I think. Absolutely. So you've got to oh, organize yeah. the bucks. Well, yes and no. So there's two best men, and I don't turn up. I'm not going back until like a week before the wedding. I live yeah. here and the wedding's in. Well, can I give you the first piece of advice? Remember that last Bucks you went on where you were overseas? And the Bali Bucks, yeah. It was a combined women's oh, sorry. And I hens and bucks. Do not do a combined hens and bucks. Well, I, I, I wasn't going to, but also I didn't plan that one. Can I just say, you've got some really good role models here at SEN that could help you with this Bucks. Okay. You're surrounded by them. Mm. Such as? Brian Fletcher. Yeah, he, yeah, he, Matthew Johns. <laughs> James Matheson. Like this could get expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm flying Bears Head out to Edinburgh. <laughs> oh, you For a weekend be, at Alicante. You would be the talk of the town. Is your friend Australian? No, so it's in the UK and it's, ah, UK. Yeah, it's a well, UK. It won't have the same crossover then. I was going to say, if you brought Matthew Johns to a, an Australian man's bucks, you're the talk of the town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't get any bigger than that. Um, 8th of January today, I think most people around Australia, first day of work. Yeah, if, if you're coming back this early, this would have to be the first day. I actually picked a, a mate of mine, well, my cousin and his uh, family got back from uh, Bali, their little sojourn. I, managed, I picked mm. him up from the airport last night and uh, I dropped him home. His wife was about as crook as I've ever seen really? anyone look. Um, just the full sweats and everything. Yeah. The Bali. Uh, Tough plane ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And... Uh, so I dropped them home, and he had to work the first thing this morning. So she's, like, in no shape to get out of bed and tend to the kids or anything. And he, mm. He's trying to do the work-from-home thing, be on Zoom meetings. and Nightmare. Uh, yeah. Brooksy's in Bali at the moment as well. Yeah, I saw yes. that. He's Brooksy, living at yeah. Any chance of a drop knee from Brooksy? A drop knee? Drop knee. It's a proposal, Mark. Oh, sorry, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> a lot of my friends, when I went back, they assumed I was proposing. In, oh, really? In, in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and not. But no. Brooksy, maybe. Yeah. Should we... Should we encourage the listener to maybe, because Brooksy's pretty active on social media. Very active on social uh, media. I think he's Brooksy Nat on Instagram. Yes. So if you're not following, give him a follow. But um, anytime he posts a photo while he's in Bali, if our SEN can listeners can get on, um, just proposal yet question mark. Yeah. Ring. Just, little yeah, ring. Ring. Yeah, just that sort of stuff. Just a little question mark. Ring, question mark. Um, Tag his missus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, T. That's act now. Hey, we're talking uh, before the show. Um, we're talking about we've got you know, sports bets coming up, Mark, and I'm going to play the role of Sean Omerod today. Oh, I've actually good. copied his haircut and everything. I was going to oh, say yeah. you are you so, rocking a fresh fade. I am uh, Sean Omerod today, uh, and I was looking at different odds. One of the odds I want to give our listeners later on, and I won't tell you the exact numbers yet. But Anthony Joshua has been announced is going to fight. Francis Ngannou. Mm. This is one of those Saudi Arabia deals where they're going to get astronomical amounts of money. You know, top UFC heavyweight, top boxing heavyweight. And uh, we're talking about uh, Anthony Joshua. And I was telling you, Barney, how I met him one night at a party um, in Copacabana Beach. And Ooh. he was the coolest person I've ever met. Really? Just the swag, the aura about him. 
every girl in the nightclub was just flocking to him. They were forming a line around him. It was ridiculous. And what is Anthony Joshua doing in a nightclub on the Central Coast? Copacabana. <laughs> That's <what I> <laughs> as well. <laughs> My first instinct was Central Coast. This is amazing. You just left Tarragon. So I'll just name it. <laughs> name the nightclub. So it was, you'd gone from Gosford Leagues and then yeah. you're going. <laughs> this was of the Brazilian variety. Oh, okay. So proper Copacabana. Proper Copacabana. Welcome back to the best of the summer run home. Uh, well, it was a Monday, so the missile and I were chatting about A-grades. Uh, we had Giannis Antetokounmpo and a bloke who, well, just wanted to take a uh, dive in a fish tank. Word kept coming up that we haven't heard in a while. Lewd. A-grades. Starting with this bloke that uh, he jumped in, was it a fish tank, Mark? What was this thing? It was a fish tank at like a fishing store. Like, so it was a massive fish tank at like a one of those big outdoorsy fish. stores. Yeah, one of those in America. So for those that people that haven't seen, uh, jumped in nude. Yeah. Uh, how would we describe this this man's physique? Um, he's a bigger man in some areas. Dad you know what? He probably he's probably getting your ads in his Instagram feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, what do you reckon? What's the <laughs> metric for that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's a, he's a he's a larger man. Uh, in terms of endowment, it's um, a comment I saw on Twitter. Mm. A bloke said, uh, "This guy's got to know what works, and he's got to steer away from the leg spread." Yeah. The uh, it's an it's an unfortunate angle. We've we've got here. Um, one thing I will say is because when I hear fish tank, big fish tank, I'm usually thinking tropical fish. Um, that is definitely a cold water tank. <laughs> I don't know if they're they're running like I don't know penguins or something in there. <laughs> I'm expecting to see polar bears in the back. Yeah, of it. I don't know if this is some sort of Wim Hof type scenario. So he's facing multiple charges after stripping naked and jumping into a fish tank in the Leeds Bass Pro Shop. Uh, happened Thursday night when the suspect struck a pole in the store's parking lot. If that's a pole, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, Police say he then stripped, ran into the store, and jumped into a fish tank. This guy was on one. He was taken into custody uh, and transported to an area hospital. Don't know why. Uh, well, He's clearly the... got an injury. <laughs> while he was in the back of the police car, he damaged the back door of the vehicle. Uh Chief Paul Irwin says the suspect family said he's suffering from mental health issues. Speaks to itself. Uh, he's facing the following charges, Bunny. Uh, public lewdness, mm. disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, assault on police, two counts of pr- criminal mischief, and two counts of reckless endangerment. The only one I think I'd take issue with there is the public lewdness. Because to my mind, uh, the... The bass shop was closed, was it not, Mark? In no, it was open, fully open. There was there were staff and people in there. Oh, so it wasn't. This was. I, I was picturing this in the middle of the night. No, He's no, on no, the no, tear no, no, on the way. People filming it. Yeah, I just figured that was security footage no. or something like that. Like <laughs> they did a bad job. They were. No, no. Okay. Pretty sure it was open. But isn't doesn't lewdness involve some sort of like you know you've been like there's some sort of hey look at this yeah like. Hey, like that just looks like a bloke who needed a dip. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't even know what I'm um, lewd. It's, pretty, it's kind of, it's a bygone word, isn't it? I don't, mm. I, 
It's one of those great. Word, that's how you know it's an English criminal justice system. Yeah. There'd be Lose some real this. literal thing. Yeah. <laughs> like well, he was charged with unlawful nudity in a fish tank. <laughs> Would be like the US charges. Something I like remember that. Uh, there was this bloke getting about on. So I was living in Tremoyne. Mm. And we were uh, good part of the world. Yeah, good part of the world. And then we used to do the bay run quite a bit. My my yep. missus and I. Um, she'd often do it on her own because I couldn't quite keep up with her when it came to running. Anyway, there's a there's a bloke getting about on the bay run, flashing people. Really, he's the bay run flasher. And there was a, there was a big search for him because they were they were worried. So apparently he was jumping out in a trench coat, opening the trench coat to reveal himself naked, and then running off into the bushes. And there was a big manhunt for this bloke because the police were figuring he's at point A now, what's point yeah, B, yeah, C, yeah. D? Like if this is where he's at now, it's going to get dicey. And uh, I used to joke with my missus, you know, you reckon you'll see the flasher today? And she was kind of looking forward. She's like, I want to try and get a photo real quick of this flasher. <laughs> <laughs> we she's were looking, we she's were, looking yeah. for the flasher. Yeah, we were just joking about it because she could probably run away from you as well. She's pretty quick. Um, turned out he was a Northern Beaches man. I believe he was Ooh. from Manly and he was traveling to the Bay Run to flash of a day. <laughs> yeah. What is that? <laughs> he wasn't going the uh he wasn't going the, the Manly to uh Shelley Beach or anything. He was coming over to the Bay Run to do his This is his the flashing. one thing I will say about toll roads. Yeah. Is is if there's a lot of tolls, you start to think about where you're flashing. You know what I mean? You don't get these blow in flashes. <laughs> that Roselle oh. interchange, he won't know where he's flashing. <laughs> Uh, they did catch him. I don't know what the chat. I'm assuming he was lewdness as well. We'll get mm. Mark to research that. Uh, so that's that's two A grades for you, both involving lewdness. Uh, our next A grade. Uh, do you know how to say this name, Barney? I've I've never got my head around it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. So he was speaking about the Milwaukee Bucks' uh, recent struggles. Mm. He said in an interview, "Everybody has to be better. Everybody." Yeah. It starts from the equipment manager. He has to wash our clothes better. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was ridiculous. And then I did a bit of, I watched some of the footage. Now, I don't know if you just saw it. It came on the screen there. The Bucks, when they're away, they play in predominantly white strip. Okay. Right? Their defense has been poor. And I'm thinking, why aren't they putting their hands up in the face? And then I saw a little bit, pit stains. Ah. <laughs> they're worried about getting, like, they've got pit stains. They've yep. they got mustard stains yep. on the guys' jerseys. Now yeah, you mention it. Ever since I left home, there was something about when you put on a T-shirt that's been, I don't know, washed, ironed, whatever whatever my mum did to it, it was like soft and nice. Yeah, fabric and softener. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Okay, there you go. So well, I've, I've never put on a shirt that felt the same since. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a $3 solution there. Yeah. Well, and at what point of the wash am I putting the fabric off? When you put the other stuff in. It's, got, it's, got, its, own little, it's got its own little compartment in most of them now. Like you, you'd... Mind blown. Yeah. I've always wondered why there was three compartments for my... Oh, mate. <laughs> wait, wait till I show you some Mary Kondo Okay, here's, a, here's, here's another <laughs> question. blow your mind. <laughs> on my, where you put the uh, detergent, yeah. One's bigger, so that's where I always Detergent. put it. But it just says one, two, and three. It doesn't say what it's for. What would the fab- fabrics often be? Number number three? No, number th- that'd be two, I two, would right, thought. But, yeah. but I, if I'm honest, I think they all just go to the same place, and it's all just not. But it's, it might be released at different times, right? Like if, that, you're, if you're going a... Uh, like a, a whitener, what do you call that stuff? Not a bleach, because that'll, that'll wreck your clothes. Mm. But a, uh, a stain like, remover... So yeah, your stain remover. Ooh, your stain remover. See, 
My my go with the stain remover, and I'm glad you brought this up because I've been dying to talk about it. Um, we'll get to the sport in a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, the kids cricket watch, right? Yeah. So you get yeah, home. True. First job for them when they get home from cricket is go soak your whites. So mm. a bit of sad wonder stick or whatever, whoever's sponsoring the program on the uh, <laughs> on the knees where the grass stains are, that yeah. sort of stuff, um, and then. In the uh, in the nappy sand in the tub for a few days, and then often it'll be me on a Friday looking, going, "Oh, sh- we haven't drained that tub. They're going to oh. play cricket tomorrow." So then it's how then wide it's are fr- they by that point? Yeah, not Flooding. wide. Yeah, they they're pretty good. Yeah. Get, them, get them back to get. Them so you're not to- putting the uh, you're not putting the the wonder white in the machine. No, no. Mm. So they go in out from the soak tub. You just ring them a bit into yep. the machine. Boom. Good wash there. Look, I've been I've been out of I've been going on fifteen years. I've been out of home this year. As you can see, my life is it's just a shambles. <laughs> I still haven't I still haven't figured out how to adult. Uh, so A grades for us. Text us in oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Even better, give us a buzz. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy for your A grade nominations. Mark, you've given us these ones, but have you got any others from a personal perspective that have happened over Christmas, say? On the flight back Ooh. from Australia. From Australia, from the UK to Australia. Now, you can decide whether I'm the A grade or they're the A grade. I'm firmly that they're the A grade. Just before we go, sports bet's coming up. Can we get a quick market on this? What do you reckon the chances of him being the A grade are? <laughs> <laughs> What's that pain? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sub $2. <laughs> Lump. Uh, now, are you allowed on a flight to push back your International? Seat? How, how long is the flight? Well, it depends how long on the flight for. So when this is after after dinner, mm. like you find your dinner, they turn all the lights off, and you're on your way back to Australia. Fair rain. Yeah, push yeah. back. Yeah, that's not what I'm arguing. Yeah, yeah. But when? Praise away. But when oh, am good. I allowed to like start kicking the back of the seat? International. This woman did 13 hours of the for me on on the first flight to Singapore with the seat back. I'd say for 12 of those hours. But there's enough room. International. Yeah. You've seen me, right? How, how, what are you? Six, Six four. Yeah. And there's not enough room international. There's not. Not for me. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, right. he's flying flatbed. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a, it's a while. bit different. So this woman in front of me, she was the A grade. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. And I think, I think they're the A grade for, for th- sure. Yeah. For 13, for 12 and 13 hours, that's a bit, like, it can't be your default position. My other thing is, is if you're on that flight, that's, that's your post mail. Okay. Now's time. I'm going to get a bit of shut eye. Mm. Put it back. Yeah, the people that just get on immediately put it back. I'm like, well, you can't be this relaxed the you whole can't time. Sleep the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you going to do? Put they're, they're the same people that put their Couple bare feet Zanax up on the maybe. Seat. I don't know. She See, might be. Uh, well, in, if we're talking about bare feet on the plane. I'm a bare feet on the plane because I I just wore thongs. Oh that's no, just, that's that's bad. That's just plain feet. Smelly though. Mm. No, I'm. A I don't wear boy. thongs. Oh, a, I don't wear thongs on a flight either. I, I, no. I always got told the cheapest business class flight is a pack of Xanax. Welcome back to the best of the summer run home with Barney and the Missile. We spoke about David Warner's final innings, which you were there to witness, Barney. Yes, I was there to witness it, but that wasn't the most exciting thing we talked about. Something you witnessed, the food hall at an Olympic village. This got me hungry. It's a world of its own. Just on the David Warner innings, what was the feeling like? I mean, well, I was watching it on TV, but... Everyone it deflated the crowd a little bit when he got out before you know, the end we, of the innings. But we were discussing this uh, in the in the crowd because the bloke I was sitting with, Billy Darcy, who's done um, done a little bit of stuff here on SEN, um, mad cricket tragic. But he was saying, he goes, I reckon it's better if you him to get out now, get your own standing ovation because mm. you're going to get the the love at the presentation or whatever else. Gotcha. 
do do you just like do you want to get out and get your own standing yeah. ovation and then which Would you he see did. um Philpy, one of your mates, Steve Philp, yes. uh, posted. He thought, that, well, he was speculating that Dave Warner might retire on sixty-three as a tribute to Phil Hughes, close mate. That would have been not, and you wouldn't put it part. That's the kind of thing Dave Warner that it would occur to Dave Warner yeah. to do. Yeah, um, that would have been very poetic uh, and amazing, like beautifully touching too at the SCG, yeah. um, where they played so much cricket together. But uh, storylines rarely play out like that, do they? I mean, no. he got a pretty good one in that he picked his own date to retire. He got a half century. He couldn't have got a century. Not possible. Um, <laughs> you're just reading that text. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, I'm not reading it out on air, but uh, well, it's, you know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um Mick says, uh, tell old mate who's on the road trip, uh, that's Coffs Reedy, to come into his pub in Margaret River. It's called the Settler's Tavern. So oh, right. Two weeks ago, he might be on his way back by now. I'm not sure. Would you take two weeks to drive? Probably not. Problem. Uh, wait, I think he said he was on the way to Margaret River right now when he was listening, wasn't oh, he? Oh, beautiful. Well, mate, yeah, pop stop in. him at the Settler's Tavern. There you go. Beautiful. Say good day to Mick. He owns the pub. Send us, send us a pic, boys. You know what? Put it, uh, put it on uh, Instagram. The two of you having a beer together at the Settlers Tavern, and tag Joel Fletch Sen. And Mark will give you a Michael hat, Mickey hat. Hey, a Mickey hat. There we, there you go. we found a lot of them. Does in it the, cost in the <laughs> 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 Like six boxes. Six boxes. Oh, yeah, oh well, everyone right. gets well, a Mickey hat. No, you got to earn them. You still got to earn them. We all know yeah, Brooksy yeah. doesn't send a whole lot of stuff out, so. Uh, I'm not saying I will either, but <laughs> <laughs> is it extra postage all the way to Margaret River? If, yeah, it would be. Mm. Oh well, Brooksy's got deep pockets. Uh, tourist, are you wearing underwear under your kilt for the Bucks? How good a mate is he? Says Lundy. Well, I won't be wearing a kilt to the Bucks. Ah, oh. this is from the first. Where's the Bucks? The Bucks. Well, I'm not going to be at the Bucks really because that's going to happen probably. I'm flying in a week before so, the wedding. What is the point of making the best man if you're not either A, organizing the Bucks, or B, you're going to be at the Bucks? Speech. Ooh. Uh, There's two of us. Right. He, the other guy doesn't like, like speaking that much, and I'm not going to be around to plan a Bucks. You know He's going to plan the Bucks. Speeches at weddings, take him or leave him. Here we go. So many, so many speeches. Keep it days. short, keep it sweet. I, chat, I, I, chat GPT? <laughs> yeah. Is well, that I mean, what's going to go on? Uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Apparently, that's apparently that's. Um, uh, I got that drum from a guy who does a bit of wedding photography. Apparently, that's rife. Oh, I bet. at the moment. I yeah. think the but big you one can is also just say templates. it. Say it in the tone of. So you could say, "Give me a wedding speech about this person." Put in some of their details and say, "Say it in the tone of Kevin Hart." I think oh, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if I'll get away with that. Yeah, that time. Certain, yeah. Words, well, you certain pick, words Kevin Hart can Billy say Connelly. that he's not allowed to. Billy <laughs> <laughs> How about Kevin Bridges? Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go with Kevin Bridges. <laughs> yeah, and don't do what I do and just read it word for word. Do the run back. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Coming up, Barat said. Oh no, no, don't worry about that. You know what? I'd, you know what? Let's do it. Chat GPT. I want a speech about this Scottish bloke in the tone of Jerome Luai. Oh, that would be good. If you, because they wouldn't have seen that over there, they'll think this is your original work. Yeah, they'll be like, I don't know if. What's your mate's name? Uh, my name's name is Sean. I don't know if you know anything about Sean, but uh, well, oh, the maestro's with you on the text line. He said, I don't know. I reckon Jerome Luai's wedding speech was pretty good. Yes, maestro, <laughs> well done. <laughs> A little bit of this. And if you didn't know, you don't know Brian Tall. 
This man has the stinkiest ass I've ever been around. Stinkiest. Stinkiest. And he's proud of it. He's proud of it. And if I'm wearing a kilt, so like, uh, with no underwear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's proud of it. Advice there from a from a comedian, Barney. If the joke doesn't land the first time, do you reckon if you keep saying stinkiest, it might solicit a laugh eventually? You know what that is? That's the <laughs> that's the, stinkiest. Stinkiest. That that's the uh, that's that's the technique where like um you'll see you'll see it with some comedians where they reset up the you know the the women be shopping. Women be shopping. Yeah. Women be sh- like you get you keep hitting it. Eventually, oh, people are like, oh yeah, he does have the stickiest <laughs> ass, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, it's tough to listen to. Uh, Pedro the Rooster says it's his first day back at work, longest day in history. Yeah, I think those sentiments are echoed by a lot. Would have been longer, I reckon, if the test went to the fifth day and everybody indulged on day five of the test, then had to work today. Oh, yeah, that'd be... The Aussies did us a favour, didn't they? Yeah, they gave everyone a rest day. Yeah, (laughs) an in-between day. Uh, Afternoon, gentlemen. I think Joel and Fletch would be disgusted by the amount of bruising that is going into play today, says Timmy. Well, that's the thing. Joel and Fletch aren't here. Yeah. Bruce, I I don't subscribe to bruising. This is the summer run home. This isn't the run home with Joel and Fletch. This is the summer run home. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with if talking about a person adds to a story then i'll say it every time you're yeah. actually one of the station's best brewsters let's say actually i'm a yeah i'm oh, a brewster yeah. but if i walked through, if i told a story without a name in it you just go if i said oh i met this boxer at this party once and he was really swaggy you go cool story james yeah but if i said oh, i met anthony joshua and he was good looking and he was crazy yeah oh, yeah that's pretty cool but it's not like also the anthony joshua story came up because there was anthony joshua news it's yeah, not like you just went hey, yeah, yeah, here's yeah. my five best party yeah. stories yeah <laughs> <laughs> gather around guys yeah, yeah. Anthony, anthony joshua, joshua had the stinkiest ass stinkiest 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 ass. oh glory to god word up <laughs> <laughs> been all olympic chat off air boys were mm. outraged. Just but I'm fired. I didn't had no idea about this. I'm fired up that we're getting a DNF in the Olympic partying event. Um, that's disgusting. Yeah. Australia needs to look at itself. Well, I think we need to. Um, I don't know. Get Albo on the phone. Hopefully, um, hopefully, what sports they up to? Have they got a guest? Maybe they can get Albo. Well, Jason up to. I'll, I'll yeah. give him a text. Tell him to get him on. Yeah. Get Albo on. Yeah, but it's got to. It's something's got to be. Uh, look, I, I've said my piece previously and. Uh, I don't think anyone listens to me, but I'm upset for um, all the young athletes out there. It's not just swimmers, by the way. It's not just swimmers. It's any athletes that compete in that first. Like, imagine, all right, here's a scenario. You're a boxer. Yep. You go over and you get knocked you out. You picked exactly the right event for me, by the way. Just <laughs> you go over and you get knocked out in the first round. Well, not, not, oh, not knocked out, but you get, yeah, but yeah, you get beaten in didn't the first make, round. Don't make it through. Yeah, and you're on day one. And so the AOC goes, all right, here's your plane ticket day two home. I'd be like, I'm too concussed to fly. <laughs> this is, I'm going to need an 11 right? day stand down. Thanks happen. very much. I'll be in my room. I mean, there's other sports that would be like a round robin tournament, I assume. Yeah. Where they could get knocked out the first day, spend football, technically. Like the, they could get knocked out after the first two games and start to play a like third. What about like field hockey? Yeah, or, maybe. Yeah. Mate, our field hockey sides are making it all yeah, the way. Yeah, they're, 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 they're good. They're good. Um, what are we not good at? Maybe badminton? Like fencing, badminton. Yeah, some yeah. of those. A so, weightlifter? Yeah. Like, yep. yeah. You could be gone first round. You could be gone so quickly. And then that's your, your Olympic experience. Like, because I, I, I'd imagine, and you'd probably be able to tell us exactly, um, that you don't take in as much at the start 
because you're when you're competing. focusing. Yeah. You're focusing. Yeah. So the experience is sort of on the back end anyway. Big time, big time. Even, and this may seem trivial, but the food hall in the Olympic Village would be the size of a rugby league football field. Oh. And it's got every cuisine from every country or region in the world. So, for example, there'll be a huge section called I mean, Italian, French, American, even Scottish. Australian? Australian, yep. Mm. And they'll have like more like a barbecue type thing, fresh salads, meat pies, lemmingtons. Yes. Everything specific to that country, both entrees, mains, and, and desserts, everything. But while you're competing, you're really like playing a straight bat to everything. Yeah, you, your dietitians. Some, some don't, and it's been you know well reported on over the years that some people are blown out when they've got to an Olympic Village. But most, you're just doing the right thing, and and I think it's gone now. But included in this football size field food hall was a McDonald's with about thirty registers, with everything on the menu plus international menu items, all free. McRibs. So yes. Oh, yes. Everything. That is. You could, you could get, so you could order, can I have a Scottish McMuffin? And, yeah, uh, McMuffin. Yeah. A, yeah <laughs> just a, a muffin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and the then you. Yeah. And then yeah, a McCoz yeah. burger. And have you got, what would, remember the shaker fries from the Mexican yeah. feature? Oh. And then also you can, you know, a hundred nuggets. Six per like, there's no limit. Well, that, did you do that after your? There's the like, events. Yeah. There's like, the events did. afterwards. Yeah, we did, and it was a thing on the Australian swim team. Uh, who could eat a hundred nuggets the fastest? Because yes. way back in the day, I think Justin Norris has the record on the swim team. He was back at the Sydney Sydney Olympics. Yeah, bronze medal, I believe. Newcastle boy. Yeah, Newcastle boy. One of my good mates because we were. Tiny bit younger than him, but um, one of my good mates from school looked almost exactly like him. And um, I remember we were out one night in the brewery uh, in Newcastle not long after that, and people were buying him drinks thinking he was Justin Norris. <laughs> and he goes, cool. oh, Barney, I feel bad because I've done nothing. <laughs> but I'm getting free drinks. I'm like, yeah, just drink up once. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah, so all that sort of stuff. And, and uh, like I said, that's trivial, right? But mm. it's part of it. Like that's that's a story I'll be able to tell my kids is you know I ordered a hundred nuggets and ate at all their places around the world and I was having one night I was having you know naan bread and a continental cheesecake you know that was yes you were doing real weird stuff in that cycle eating weird stuff coming in and and this food hall was open all hours oh. so if you're at a party till four a.m. you roll into the food hall. Everything available, 24 yes. hours, all dessert. And, and there's also huge, in the middle of the food hall, huge, uh, like a, a breakfast bar with all the cereals and condiments and pancakes, bacon, eggs, everything 24 hours. It's, oh, it's a bit I of... I think I just want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Take a, me there now. This sounds like the greatest thing ever. Had that, I known this was on the table yeah. at school... <laughs> That like if you make an Olympics, I reckon I could have focused hard was, enough to train. That was part of my thing. So Kieran Perkins came to our school when I was a, a little kid, and someone asked him a question about the food hall, and he said it had free McDonald's in the food hall. And my parents were pretty strict with our eating growing up. We may, maybe only had Maccas once a month or something like that. Like, a, and not many restaurants in Port Macquarie when I was growing up, so we didn't eat out a lot. It was very yeah, much no. mum's cooking. Pretty much meat and potatoes, like very standard. So when I heard that, I was like, that's, I'm sold. 
I want to yeah. go to the Olympics. I've got, I've got to get that free Maccas. Mate, we were, when, when, when I, I grew up in a country town too, for the most part, and that was the similar thing. We, that we had to travel into Albury and to get Pizza Hut was wow. <laughs> yeah. That was, and so the idea that you could walk into a hall that's as big as an NRL field and just eat anything from anywhere. And the crazy thing at this hall and bruising again, but you're standing in line at McDonald's and to your right is Dream Team, to your left is Serena Williams. Like, oh. it's a very strange, and it's so surreal at the time that you don't even think about it. Yeah. But for athletes, young athletes, not to experience that is pretty. Yeah, well, not to have a story about what Serena order at Macca's. That's that's a the lot. Olympic spirit the right there. <laughs> was that food hall area then at 4 a.m., was that kind of, was it a bit loose? Yeah, it was buzzing. Because people yeah. come back drunk and then, yeah. you know, yeah. people maybe what, hooking up. The what, was the, what was the busiest region on the, in that food hall area? Like, are people going, because personally I'd be torn between, um, I'm going, do I go a, a, a Greek gyros mm. or do I go the other side of Cyprus and get a Turkish kebab? Yeah, what, what that's am the I, thing. Like, it was like all your favourites. It was like a Greek gyros, a, a Turkish kebab, uh, like naan bread and butter chicken from the oh. Indian section. It was, it was, and it was all done amazingly. Like I didn't have any bad foods. Or you just, or you, or you go get a, a pad thai from the, oh. the thai. So it was like Peking duck. You get yes. duck pancakes from the Chinese section. Like everything. It's pan- get your duck pancakes, bit of pad thai in the middle. We're solving <laughs> the pro- world's world your problems. oyster. Literally, the world is your oyster. What Ooh. other place in the world could you do that? Maybe some sort of food hall at a big Westfield, but not to that extent. Not for free and not with Serena Williams. Yes, you're on the best of the summer run home. We chatted to, uh, well, the P-man himself, Adam Peacock, and, well, he wanted to chat driving, but uh, what else, Missile? Well, he seemed to remember a story about me that I remember a little less so. Adam Peacock joins us, writer for Code Sport, Channel 7 host, Willow Talk and Footy Talk for Listener. Uh, he oh, joins man. us now. Uh, Adam, just while we've got you now, we're talking uh, food hall at the Olympic Village and the athletes being sent home the day after they compete. National travesty, yep. isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's not what you go there for. Well, it's maybe, I'd say, 40% of the reason why you go there is to <laughs> yeah. kind of... And James Magnuson, you won't remember it, but I do because I walked in sober. I, I seem to remember a, uh, a high-end nightclub in London in 2012 and someone happened to be on the table <laughs> miraculously with their shirt off um, getting involved. And, this and was, the uh, missile walked in while after. you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, <no>. uh, <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, Could not believe it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what these people are missing out on. Look, missile, can you... Tell me, can they actually say, no, 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 I'll pay my own way if you just keep my accreditation open? Can, uh, have you got that option? Not to stay in the village. No option to stay in the village because they believe it's a distraction to other athletes. Oh, give me a spell. The marathon runners, they don't know what they're getting in for when they get into marathon <laughs> yeah, running. Yeah. They're real second-week guys. They're, yeah. There's first-week yeah. guys and there's second-week guys. But they don't. They, uh, none of them sleep in anyway. They're all up early no, and out. Yeah, that's it. I promise. <laughs> I promise. What time do they get up? I promise I won't be back till then. True. I'll stay out. True. Until they're up and out training. There you go. That's what Correct. we do here. We find a middle ground. Uh, all right. We wanted to talk to you about Sam Kerr's injury and what this means for the Matildas and their Olympic campaign. It's a stinker. Um, no other way of looking at it. Other... Oh. 
it's uh, it's a horrible thing. Um, first of all, personally for for Sam, because um, you look at her career and that there's one thing missing. It's a it's a it's a trophy on the world stage. Um, it's either an Olympic Games or a World Cup. And being honest, I think she's at the age in her her generation as well that this probably looks like the most realistic last option to win yeah. a huge trophy. And she's unfortunately going to miss out. So um, and, unless something miraculous happens or she has the has the, um, the, the the quicker surgery and, and takes a risk with that. It's, it seems unlikely. It's, it's just yeah, horrible timing for, for her and also the team as well. So in the men's game, they have the only two players or three players, I think, in the squad over 23. They don't have that in the women's. So will every no. country send full-strength teams to this Olympics? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is a, a best-of-the-best type scenario. There's only, I think, unless they've extended it, there's 12 teams oh, wow. qualify. So it's not mm-hmm. like a World Cup where they've, they've got a much bigger field. Like um, Great Britain, for instance, uh, missed out. So England, England, Scotland, the conglomeration, they won't have players there. So it's it's a hard thing to get into. Um, no easy games. And these games just got a little bit harder with no Sam. What does this mean for her next contract um, in the EPL? Um yeah, I think she'll be. I think Chelsea will, will roll it over, and they know her value and and whatever she was going to negotiate before this injury. I would hope that they have the ability to to to, to find it in their hearts to to have the same thing and, and not look at this with short termism. Look at it, um, what Sam can do when she and medicine's so good now that she can come back and look. In all probability, she she'd be ready for the first game of next season um, if things go well. It, nine months. Um, recovery period. I should preface, by the way, that we haven't qualified for the Olympics yet. We play Uzbekistan. Major shock if we don't in okay. terms of Matilda. Mm. So I should say that as well. The, the qualifiers are in, in February, so we're not getting ahead of ourselves. But look, um, that, that's a that's a kind draw, put it that way, for the Matildas. <laughs> but back, yeah, what back is the, the Uzbek thing. squad like? Just take us from from, <laughs> yeah. just from from the back. Just bring us forward, mate. Go, goalkeeper. I did, I'd go. I did have a look at it actually when it, and when we got drawn against them, and I went, okay, yeah, um, they're all playing in the uh, the local league pretty much. Um, there's uh, a couple yeah. that aren't, but yeah, our our team on paper um, gets past them probably 19 times out of 20. And we only need to do it twice, so yeah, it's uh, balance of probabilities. They've got it in Australia's favour, put it that way. Just uh, talking uh, contracts for the the female football game. Mm. We were having a discussion. Mm. Well, this was actually in my household. So you saw all the footage coming out of uh, Mary Fowler and Nathan Cleary and, you know, the much publicised relationship. And we had a little argument in our household about who would be earning more coin right now, including contract, endorsements, et cetera, et cetera. Can you give us a ballpark-ish of what Mary Fowler would be earning at the moment? Uh, not as much as Nathan Cleary out of her club. Um, I, I've got an idea with Sam because she's one of the higher paid ones. I think she's on about 600 grand a year um, when you convert it. Now, you look at that market, That's that's got a lot of headroom, that market, because Kevin De Bruyne, um, keeping it in football, the, the Manchester City midfielder, he's on about that a week. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of... Um, difference to make up put it that way nicely between the men's and women's and and how that manifested so it will over the next 10 years it's going to accelerate heavily the, the women's game because basically what's going to kick start that is a, uh, a transfer window and, and revenue in for clubs and when they see that value bang off they go back to mary and nathan i'd say off the field in the next 12 months mary has the ability to go past nathan in terms of earnings full stop if you include endorsements 
if she wants that kind of thing. Like Nathan's probably got a, f- a few sponsors and he's done well. I, th- I think he's involved in um, investing as well, so he, he might do well out of all that. But uh, in terms of um, upfront from their club, I'd, I'd be surprised if Mary's on more than 300 uh, a year. And Nathan's obviously on a, a fair book more than that at the moment. There you go, Barney. Argument settled. I'll clip yeah. that up, take it home to the missus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here we go. The P-Man has ruled, <laughs> and it's definitely Nathan. Uh, other injuries, uh, Adam, coming into the Australian Open. Rafa, big blow. He's mm. out. Yeah, that's that's, and it's only a little innocuous, what we led to believe, a little innocuous tear in the hip. Um, and hopefully it's okay. I've got a feeling we'll never see him again on a hard court, and he'll just ready himself for, for two events this year, one being a French Open, second being an Olympic Games at Roland Garros, which is a favourable draw for Rafa. So, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunate timing, and he'll be missed because he's an absolute draw card. Saw it firsthand in Brisbane last week. Like, was Rafa got um, scheduled to play at night, and everyone fell over themselves to um, to get to the tennis. And, yeah, it was um, it was a really hard ticket to get when Rafa was scheduled. So, yeah, draw card and, and, a, and a big hole for, for the Australian Open. It'll go on and there'll be new stars emerge. But, yeah, it's just a shame we don't get to see him. Thanks for listening to the best of the Summer Run Home with Barney and the Missile. And remember, on the Summer Run Home, there's no such thing as brucing. <laughs>